You've been hearing so much in the news about this issue of lung injuries caused by vaping. Uh, It's really, I think, hard to understand just how serious this problem is until you get the firsthand account of someone who's been through it. And that's someone who's here with us in studio today, along with her mother. Katie Johnson is here, 26 years old, just recently out of the hospital after a very serious lung injury related to her use of vaping products. Her mom, Julie, is here with her as well. And thank you both for being here. I know this has not been an easy time for you. Really do appreciate it. Thank you, Jim. Katie, uh, I, I want to start with you, and I, I want to go back uh, to the beginning of when you became aware there was a problem. We'll get into the, the nature of the problem and what was behind it all in just a moment. But when did you know that something had gone very, very wrong with your health? I knew that something was wrong on, I guess, the night of the 28th of October. I could not get a deep breath. I've always had asthma, so I figured, you know, it, you know, it's getting cold. I'm maybe developing pneumonia. Um, my asthma usually acts up in the wintertime. So um, I figured it was that, but my inhaler wasn't working. My breathing treatments were not working. And so I, I was confused. I didn't know what was going on. And, um, you know, I still could not get a deep breath. So that's when I, you know, was like, I really need to go in to urgent care or, you know, do something because this is not normal. Prior to that, had you noticed anything out of the ordinary just in terms of your breathing or how you were feeling or anything uh, before the point where it got so severe you really had to go seek medical help? I did have a fever for the for the um, probably two days before. Um, and I I just noticed my it just felt like my asthma was was bad. One of the things we've heard with this situation is that a number of people have also suffered uh, stomach problems as well, nausea or vomiting or anything. Had you had any any of those, any of those symptoms? I did not personally. Okay. It was all just breathing and and my fever, and I did have a little bit of a cough. So October twenty eighth. This is less than a month ago, and you you can't get a deep breath. So wh- where did you go then to seek help immediately? I went to where my primary care physician is, which is the Memorial. Um, family services mm-hmm. memorial place in Chatham. Okay, uh, it was sort sort of like a, a prompt care visit. Or you actually yes. had an appointment with your doctor. It was okay, a prompt care visit. okay. And, and so what what happened then at that point is they got you in and started to examine you. Well, um, I I'm kind of having a hard time remembering that whole week before, but I I went in. I could not get a deep breath. My mom met me there, and they took me back. They did a a chest X-ray, I believe, and a CT scan, and no, maybe not a C, just a chest X-ray. And the nurse practitioner said, "I've I've seen this before. You need to go to the ER." And she called an ambulance, and they sent me to the emergency room at St. John's on oxygen. And from that point, I. I don't remember. Julie, I'm going to have you jump in and start to fill in some of the blanks. Then you were with her at this point. Try to help any parent understand what's going through your head when you're at what you think is a relatively routine doctor visit, and they're saying you have to go to the ER and we're putting you in an ambulance. What What's going through your mind? Right. Um, but when I walked into urgent care, when I, when I met Katie, I was worried immediately because she was panicked. She really was having difficulty breathing by that point. It was progressing pretty quickly. Um, they took her back pretty fast, and the nurse practitioner did an x-ray almost immediately. Um, Katie's up front with her doctors. They knew that she vaped. They knew the specifics and everything. Um, Nevertheless, when the nurse practitioner came back and said, this is a problem, I'm I'm really worried because I saw this last week on an x-ray, 
we kind of both were thinking she was overreacting and, and it was her asthma. Um, but we came around pretty quickly. The ambulance took her to, to the emergency room. They did a lot more testing and they did a CT scan. Um, my husband's a radiologist, so I did see the details and saw the scan and it was, it was pretty horrific. Her lungs looked, looked really bad. Um, they were waiting for ICU to, to open a room for her. So she stayed in the emergency room most of the night. Then they found a room in ICU, immediately put her on a ventilator, which required sedating her completely and putting the tube down her throat. Um, they made the right decision because her oxygen levels just were not rising with receiving oxygen. When you say uh, the, on the x-ray her lungs looked really bad, can, mm-hmm. can you sort of explain the difference between what people would normally think of if they see a lung x-ray versus what, what you and what the professionals saw when, when they looked at it? Yes. Normally, your lungs look um, really dark, um, and her lungs were at least 50% white. Um, meaning that there wasn't air in there. There was a lot of fluid in her lungs. Um, I think that's the primary primary thing that I was able to see. But the fact that both lungs were affected and the fact that they looked very similar, it was mostly in the lower lobes of her lungs, indicated that it's probably not a pneumonia or an infection. Um, that's my understanding. We're talking with Katie Johnson and her mom, Julie. Katie, now out of the hospital, but at, at this point in the story, she's in the very early stages of a very serious lung illness slash injury that we now know was related to vaping. At that time, was that what they were telling you, that they believed this was vaping related? Yes. Yeah. Now, Katie, again, uh, this whole week is a blur for you. Do you remember any of this arriving at the ER, uh, waiting for the room, ultimately being uh, intubated and, uh, and, and put on a ventilator? Do you have any recollection of any of that? I don't. I don't remember any of it. You've probably seen pictures, though, after yes. the fact. Yes. What, what, what do you think of now when you, when you see just how sick you were and, and tied to the machines and everything? I'm still in shock. It it happened so fast. It does not feel real. Looking at the pictures, I it's hard to believe that was me. You know, it, it's it's unbelievable. W- were you technically in a coma at this yeah. point? Yes. Yeah. How long was she out then, Julie? About a week. Wow. About a week. And um, I want to add one more thing. When she was ventilated, that that wasn't sufficient. Her oxygen levels did not go up, so they had to take drastic means. Um, to keep her alive. They put her on something called ECMO, uh, which is extracorporeal membrane, oxid- membrane oxid- oxygenation. Okay. And, and so what, what does that do exactly, and how is that different and better than, than just mere ventilation? Right. It's, it's uh, sort of an external lung. Uh, what happens is she went to the cath lab. They put a giant cannula, like a garden hose, in her neck. Um, it carried... Ho- it carried deoxygenated blood out of her heart, and it went through a machine, ECMO, which is like a membrane across which she, where her blood was oxygenated and the carbon dioxide was removed, and then the good oxygenated blood was pumped back to her heart. So her lungs didn't have to do any of the work that lungs normally do. They were allowed to rest for a full week, and that's what it took. Uh, this is something that is not used 
very often, few hospitals even have the the um, means to do that. But St. John's did, and she was really fortunate. That's that's extraordinary. So after a week or so, uh, then they're able to, to wean you off of this and, and get you to start breathing on your own again? Yes. Um, I don't really – I don't remember waking up really or, or anything, but um, – What's the first thing you do remember after all of this? I remember when I when I do remember like kind of coming to I I was I thought I was in the hospital for a car accident. I was like why why am I here? I'm going I'm I need to leave. I was debating on, you know, trying to figure out how I could get up and leave. Um and then, you know, I, you hear about when people, you know, wake up out of a coma, there's someone there explaining, okay, you've been asleep for this long. This is what happened. But I was so confused. I, I didn't know what was going on. And I kind of, you know, there's this thing called ICU delirium. When you've been in the intensive care unit for so long, you just kind of, you get so confused. You don't know what's going on. I was seeing messages in my, um, in my monitor boards and talking to people who weren't there. That's just, I kind of remember that. I want to come back to to the state of your health uh, currently in in just a moment, but let's talk about now what caused this. You you have used vaping products. Yes. Okay. Uh, How how long have you vaped? Less than a year. Really? Okay. Um, A lot of the focus right now is obviously on the nature of these products, what's in the products, where they came from. What can you tell us about that? Where were you getting your vaping products and what was in the uh, products you were using? Well, um, some of the products I was using are being tested right now. Um, I got them from lots of different places, but all from dispensaries. Um, I used so just standard brick and mortar locally. Are we buying online or? Um, I got them from. I got them locally. Some people, you know, I would get them from Colorado or Mm -hmm. wherever. But um, I did purchase some here from, you know, places that sell them. Like, okay. Well, we don't have to go into the business names, but um, but so you're actually buying them from local stores. Yes. Um, And what what was in the products that you were using? Were they just a standard, like, nicotine, flavored vape uh, products? All different kinds. Were, were I, you I, using anything? Because a lot of the focus, again, is on these products that contain THC. Right. I used both. Okay. So you did have products with THC in it. Yes. Now, my understanding is that isn't legal yet in Illinois. But it's you, not. So you were... But the one... It was not legal for me personally, mm-hmm. but they were from, you know, a dispensary, and they said lab tested and everything. So okay. I... So, so you you want them consumed them and um, and and so, what are they telling you now about the condition of your lungs after all of this? And uh, I mean, are your lungs healed? Are they healing? What what's the long range effect of all this? They are still healing, but for the most part, they I I feel like I have a brand new pair of lungs. You know, I don't remember the last time I was able to take take a deep breath. You know and not be wheezing or have a hard time breathing. Um, so I, I feel like I have a brand new pair of lungs. It's amazing. But um, I know that they are still healing and they're still fragile. And um, But I was very fortunate that I'm still young and otherwise healthy. So, you know, for some people, their lungs don't come back. Like Jim, that. we were told by um, one of the doctors that saw her, 
when we were deciding whether or not to put her on ECMO, we were told that um, if if the disease caused by vaping is treated rapidly and aggressively, there's a good chance for full healing. I think some of the early patients that were diagnosed, that wasn't the case. And some of those um, have not, their lungs are, are expected to be the lungs of a 70-year-old. And there was another example of, of a kid that got a lungs tr- double lung, lung transplant from this. But Katie was strong and healthy, and only her lungs were affected. And they did catch it quickly, and they treated it very aggressively. So they're expecting a full recovery for her. Can, can you explain in some layman's terms, what what's the nature of the damage to the lung, what what exactly was going wrong, and that now hopefully through this treatment has been corrected. I think that's not fully understood, but but my understanding is that um, the chemicals in, that that are causing the problem are are the the oil for one thing lines the little sacs air sacs in the lungs so they can't function properly. Um, and this, as well as perhaps other chemicals in there, cause an inflammatory reaction in the lungs. Um, so you have a lot of immune cells going in there. Um, and the result is lots of fluid uptake by the lungs, lots of fluid in the space between the air sacs and the blood that's providing oxygen. And she was kind of drowning, I think, in all of this fluid. So a big part of the treatment was removing all of the fluid from her body. And so that that ECMO bypass really allows time for that fluid to drain from the lungs and and allow the lungs to start to function again normally? Right. Yeah. And for the inflammation to go away. She was getting high doses of steroids in addition to... um, things through her IV that caused the fluid to leave her body. So, Katie, what are they telling you now about what you have to do from this point going forward to continue that healing and to stay healthy? Well, it has been you know, suggested, highly suggested, that... I'm going to have you move just a little bit closer oh, to the sorry. mic. It's okay. It has been you know, suggested that I stop smoking, which I want to do. I, I feel like I need to take advantage of this opportunity with my, you know, so-called brand new lungs. And I, I want to just clarify. So you, you smoked in addition to vaping? Yes, I smoked cigarettes okay. I and used you okay. know, THC so, and the And you haven't tobacco. necessarily quit smoking yet? I have. You have quit? No. Yes. Okay. How, how long, ever since you went into, in, into the hospital? You yes. haven't had a cigarette since then? Yes. Okay, they, so. they actually told you, it, it's not just suggested, you cannot smoke. I mean, they told you, you your lungs cannot um heal properly or stay healthy if you smoke again, anything. And I'm, I'm guessing uh, it goes without saying that you have not vaped, nor will you vape right. again. Okay. Absolutely not. Um, people will ask why you were using those products with the, the THC or, or other ingredients like that. Can, can I ask? Yes. Um, I... Are you talking about THC or are you talking about in the form of vaping? Well, just, just yeah, I mean, really both. Uh, because, you know, the THC, obviously, uh, that's the active ingredient in marijuana. Were you, were you just doing that for recreational, relaxational purposes? What was the, what got you into those products to begin with? I have, I have been a pot smoker for years. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, I used it to 
relax myself and um, not have to deal with... The way people drink alcohol. Right, right. Not have to deal with stress or whatever. Um, And then when I started vaping, I was like, oh, this is great. There's no smell. Um, And it's just so much easier. I don't have to light a cigarette if I want, you know, if I wanted to do that. Um, It was just so much easier, you know, and I could pretty much do it wherever. Um, So I just, I thought, you know, this was awesome you know like i said no smell it was easier how um, how long ago was the the first time that you used one of these products how long before you got sick it was probably about i don't know oh gosh eight months ago maybe nine so you used them for about eight months didn't really notice any problems until october right okay um and you obviously not using vaping of, of any type of product or any form since then. Right. Has that been hard to deal with, not smoking, not vaping? How are you coping with that? It's been hard. Um, the not vaping hasn't been as hard as not smoking cigarettes. Just, you know, the habit of smoking cigarettes has been hard. I'll find myself reaching for one every now and then. But um, I know I can get through the cravings, and I know that it's worth it. So it, it Go ahead. I, I just want to point out that Katie and I, the rest of her family, have been very upfront about all of this, um, talking about all of this on social media. And there have been comments um, by people um, wanting to know exactly what it was that she smoked. THC, nicotine, what products, where did you get them? Mm-hmm. And I think our word of caution is that Katie doesn't exactly know because there were several different kinds, but I don't think it matters. And people get hung up on on those specifics, but I don't think it's been proven exactly um, where the damage is and what's causing the damage. And vitamin E acetate may be involved somehow, um, but it's been seen in, in people who smoke either THC or nicotine. And she's really brave to come forward and say that she's using THC because we know that it's not legal. Um, It will be soon, but it's not. And it was helping her with her anxiety. And she wanted to be up front with the doctors and anyone who talks to her about this. But um, people have not been very completely accepting with that. And it's got to be noted, by the way, that uh, the local health department, state health department have talked about the fact one of the things complicating their investigation is that people don't want to come forward and be open because of the the legal issues here. So there's a lot to be said for being willing to be very candid about what you you were doing and and how it led to this. Have you talked to the the county health department or the state health department about this? Have they asked, asked for your details? Um, not yet. They have told my fiance that they would like, he talked to mm-hmm. them. Um, and, um, I have found some old, you know, boxes from cartridges I've gotten that I was going to turn in and just to, you know, so they can look at the them. The doctors have provided information as well. Yes. Sure. in the list and they're looking for the vitamin E acetate and everything. What is your message to people who are continuing to vape today, what, whatever the product might be? Do you feel like all vaping is bad, just, you know, the, the, the type of products you were using is, is the area of concern? What would your message be? I think there is not enough information yet. I just think we don't know. Um, I think that it is not worth the risk. Um, 
but I think that there needs to be more studies done to know for sure what you know what exactly is causing these problems. But um, I want people to know that it can happen so fast. You know, I know I was in denial about this. I never thought that this would be a serious problem. Let, let me ask you about that. We've been hearing these stories now for a number of months. Mm-hmm. Did, were you aware that other people were having these sorts of problems? And, and did, did you ever consider maybe I shouldn't do this because I'm hearing some of these other stories there? I never thought I shouldn't do this because I've, you know, had heard other stories. I thought this is, you know, people aren't doing it right. People are turning their heat all the way up and then hitting it while it's hot. Um, I thought, you know, that's what I thought. I thought that it was just some, you know, human error while they were using it. But then, you know, and I thought I was doing everything right. But then, you know, I wasn't. I It's, I don't know. Um, you feel confident based on what the doctor is telling you you're making a full recovery from this i do yes uh julie you're as a mom your your thoughts through all of this uh, you know there are a lot of parents out there i'm sure who have kids who are are vaping or they maybe they don't know for sure if their kids are vaping or not and i imagine it's pretty harrowing for them especially when they hear about your experience here what's your message yeah that's right and, and kids as young as 12 years old are vaping they hide it pretty well i think the fact that there's no scent makes it easier to hide um, but parents have to be vigilant and they have to be vigilant also in whatever symptoms their kids might show might show uh, and people who who think that it's not going to happen to them and want to keep smoking anyway, need to be aware of the fact that if they do get an unusual cough um, or they have trouble breathing, they need to get to their doctor right away and they need to be honest about it. It's a really important message. Katie Johnson, Julie Johnson, anything else either of you want want to add to help people's understanding of this? Because, again, we've been hearing about this a lot mostly what we don't know rather than what we do know. And because you've lived through this, you've, you've seen it up close and personal, you know about as much as anybody does about, about this experience here. Is there anything else that you think people need to hear? Well, I, I want to say that, that of course, um, we're concerned about what exactly is causing the problem. But our lungs are made to breathe air. And we can get rid of little pollens and, and things in the environment, but our lungs are not meant to get rid of burned oil or other bizarre chemicals that we don't even know what they are. So just don't smoke. Katie, anything else you want to add? I think she said it all. Katie Johnson, Julie Johnson, thanks to both of you. Continued good health to you. We really do appreciate your time and sharing your story with us here. Thank you. Thanks.